you are the podcast master. The sun is shining. It is a beautiful day here in Arizona, just outside of Phoenix in Glendale, Arizona. Man, what a beautiful, beautiful day here today. I hope the sun's shining wherever you are, and if it's not, just know it will sometime soon. That's why I want to tell you about my friends at Bex Sunglasses. That's right, B-E-X sunglasses.com is where you need to head over to check out all of the latest, coolest styles of sunglasses. You know, we are just days away from summertime, so keep that in mind. You want to be ready. Spring break's coming up for a lot of people. You don't want to be the weirdo that doesn't show up with the coolest sunglasses on the beach or at the lake or wherever you might be going. So why not hook up with a company that takes care of what we're fans of, and that's Western sports. You see them all over the rodeo world. You see them all over the PBR world. You see them underneath tons of cowboy hats with backwards ball caps. It doesn't matter. They fit with everything, and I want to save you some money when you purchase those sunglasses at BeckSunglasses.com, so I'm going to give you this very, very special code. It's Matt. That's right. It's hard to remember. Write it down if you need to. It's M-A-T-T. When you go to BeckSunglasses.com, use the code MATT. I'm going to save you a little bit of money. Get it done so you can be the cool kids during spring break and summertime. And speaking of cool kids, we are in Arizona where some of the coolest kids on the block are folks at WSM Auctioneers. Now, if you're a PBR fan, you've been hearing about WSM Auctioneers for several years now. And they have become two people that uh, Megan, myself, we think so incredibly highly of. We are so so thankful to have them in our life. And you know, I, I truly believe that WSM auctioneers and the Cadzos are the American dream. You're going to hear why in the episode that I'm about to drop. But from where they started to where they have reached, and most importantly, they continue to be some of the most humble, genuine, down-to-earth, caring human beings that I've ever met. They care about other people, and I just... I could not say enough great things about John and Shelly and their entire family and everybody, the entire crew over at WSM Auctioneers. We are in Glendale, Arizona for the PBR stop here this weekend. It just happens to be the home of WSM Auctioneers. So I ran over there. We checked out the facility. We sat in John's office and we put together this little episode. And I don't care what you're going through right now. I think it's a pretty cool listen if I do say so myself. So take the time and uh, while you're listening, Cruise over to Instagram and give them a follow at WSM underscore auctioneers on Instagram. You're not going to regret listening to this episode. I want to know what you think about it, so hit me up, Matt L. West, on social media. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Hit the five-star review. Let me know what you think about it in the uh, little comment section there on the podcast, wherever you listen to them, and let me know what you think. So, I'm going to get to it. Here's my conversation, along with the lovely Megan and the man behind WSM Auctioneers, Mr. John Cadzo. So, like, if I'm awake past 10 o'clock, I feel like I'm 22 and I'm, like, living my rock star life again. Right, you know? right. Um, just being up past 9 o'clock hurts the next day anymore. I right, I'm getting I understand. old. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's it's tough. I think it's what all the cool kids are doing. The cool kids are going to bed by like eight, nine o'clock. I do. You, you looked at me like. Uh, <laughs> I guess we're the cool kids because cool like come seven thirty eight. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with a day. Yeah, I'm done. But 
we don't start as early as you do. Like, what time do you typically get up on a normal day? 3.15, 3.30. That's yeah. late. You know, 3.30. Is that like trained or you have to get up that time or just your body's like, that's the um, time I get up? No, I'm I'm pretty fortunate. Usually even on the weekends, everybody like, you know, on your work schedule, you like to work, uh, sleep in and you say you're going to sleep in. But if I sleep in to 5.30, 6 o'clock on a weekend, I think I really slept in. But usually during the week, I'm usually up like... Three o'clock, three fifteen, and I hear the alarm. Dear go off. God, like yeah. you have, you have a like a morning show DJ type <laughs> routine. Like, yeah, you know they all go on at six. So I got to mm-hmm. be up at three, and got to have yeah. a cup of coffee, and I got to wake up. And like you just naturally wake up. Like do you have do you have to chug coffee on the way to work? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's that's mandatory. Stop okay. the local Circle K or QT and down about thirty two ounces of coffee I, on the way in. here. I do like that. There's a QT like steps from here. Yes, that Oklahoma company. Yes, right. sir. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, I would never be able to get anything it, with a quick trip that close to my office. I would one never go to sleep because I love their rooster boosters, and two, I would weigh nine hundred pounds because they have the best apple fritters ever. Oh, I, I know that's that's us here. We're up there five six times a day, <laughs> drink snacks and all it's that. Just you know. too convenient. Oh, it's priceless, you know. And that was um, one of the best things that's happened here for us right here this close, you know. Because yeah. when we was first here in, in the, like the nineties, there was nothing here, you know. Yeah. You yeah, bring your peanut butter and jelly and your yeah. chips and your <laughs> soda pop or your water. Yeah, yeah, because the only alternative was go home. Go home. Yeah. Or find a restaurant. There wasn't even no restaurants really close by or nothing really quick, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's crazy how fast cities like Phoenix and are are we in Phoenix? Where are we right now? Yeah, we're in Phoenix. Okay, yes, west side of Phoenix. Um, probably about another mile west of here gets into a smaller community called Tolleson. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, like everything kind of runs together to me when you get in these cities. Like it's all the same. Yeah, it's all it, Phoenix or L.A. or Denver or whatever it is. In this whole valley, it's it's all pretty much covered in houses now. There's yeah. very little dirt left that's you know farmland or anything like that it's a shame but but when this place when you when you got here um pretty by yourself oh yeah we moved um four miles a little over four miles west of our previous location and i can remember my father and i planting trees out here along 67th avenue because that was one of the things the city of phoenix made us do for beautification of the really of the of the property we had to plant trees so we're out here on a saturday planting trees and i think we counted like one o'clock two o'clock 16 cars going by (laughs) now you see 16 cars in a second yeah it's phenomenal how fast and what the growth was and there was nothing around us this was originally an old feedlot right here oh really Mm mm-hmm yeah. I, I I love the fact that they they make you plant trees for beautification. I miss those types of of ordinances and like especially where we live, it's like just mow your damn yard, you know, at times or or take the toilet off the front porch. Yeah, that's a really good point too. But we live in a, in a very special part of Oklahoma that sure. is not pretty. It's not the norm anywhere else. Right. You're, right. You're, Thanks. Thanks. Just throw it way right out there. Uh, hey, I'm probably related to those people. That's fine. It's okay. Next family function, ask them to take it right back. <laughs> uh, let's talk about where we are because this place is, it, it's incredible. When I pulled through the gates and started looking around and, and the actual physical location of WSM auctioneers it, is pretty, pretty incredible. 
It really yeah. is. Yeah, we're really blessed to be this close to um, Central Phoenix. I mean, we're only probably seven, eight miles right from downtown Phoenix. We're a mile and a half south of Interstate 10. So the location of it is uh, is priceless for us with this amount of exposure. We've got a 10-acre complex here with a, just under a half a mile of frontage on 67th avenue so we've got all this frontages on that 67th avenue corridor that's just priceless for us it's free advertising yeah so so let's circle back and now that we kind of established where we are let's talk about what we're doing first of all uh how would you introduce yourself you introduce yourself to our listeners because i i have I have a way that I want to do it, but but I want to know. Just introduce yourself. I'm just John Cazzo from WSM Auctioneer. <laughs> That's just it. a simple man. That's it. I and I, and I love that because I feel like a lot of, especially PBR fans that listen to this podcast, probably over the course of the last few years have went, "What the hell is this WSM Auctioneers thing?" Because. Um, you partner on bulls, you sponsor different events, you know, you've gotten into some bullfighting, you've, you've gotten to work with some athletes and it's like WSM auctioneers pops up all the time. And, and this is what I'm really going to enjoy about this episode is we get to talk about John and Shelly and the entire crew and, and what exactly it is. Because I, I think a lot of people don't understand. They think WSM auctioneers and they think, okay, well, these two or three guys that talk really fast got together and partnered on bulls. That's not the case at all. No, no, it's not. It's um, a family-run business and, and a, a really small business, but yet pretty large in scale as far as volume equipment and vehicles that runs through this outfit mm-hmm. in a month or a year's time. Um, you know, Shelly's really involved with PBR along with myself, and we really enjoyed it. And she, you know, she likes the auction industry too and enjoys it and yeah. stuff. Um, and then Shelly's youngest son, Gage, has been on board with me and working with me here now for probably six, seven years at least. And um, he really loves the, the business, and he's going to carry on the legacy. He'll be, you know, the third generation of this business, which I think is, is priceless for me because I had the opportunity to run with this with my dad and carry it on. And um, it, it's 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 very humbling, and um, I take it with great pride. I've uh, worked up from the very bottom of the business, and I know the whole gamut of the whole business, mm-hmm. what it takes to run this business. It's just not all wasn't handed to me. I earned what I've got and where I've got, and um, and and now it's to point to where Shelly and I can reap the, the you know the, the wrath of the of the business and and take time and spend doing things, going to the PBR and and different events and going and seeing friends and family and stuff like that. But but I also really know enjoy. that equally as important as enjoying the time you have set a standard for the next generation. And I know that's important to you. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, um, Gage has grown up through it and, and, and you know, started at the very bottom working on the summers out of high school and, yeah. and then out of high school now and, and, and taking the reins of it. And he's done a fantastic job of carrying on and, and taking a really liking to the business. And he loves it tremendously. It reminds me a lot like me, but a lot more mature when I was tw- 23, you know, uh, he's a lot more mature as of being a 23 year old. And it was kind of ironic. We didn't find out until the other day that our inception for the 50 year anniversary of Western sales management was the same day as his birthday. And so oh, I think really? that, that's kind of, that's kind of awesome. neat. Yes. Oh, yeah, that so is so cool. March 10th, you know, is 
of this year is 50 years for us and then he just turned 23 so i feel like maybe that's kind of a god thing that's like hey you're supposed to be in this in this <laughs> yeah. family and exactly in this exactly so it was um it was very neat in this yeah that, that's so really cool. cool 50 years let's yes, go back sir. to day one how tell me where all this started it all started in um small farm auctions back in pennsylvania my father worked at the steel mills and we had farms and stuff and raised cattle and all our own grain and hay and stuff like that so um that always was intrigued with the auction industry and auction business so he uh got hooked up with an auctioneer back there and um started serving apprenticeship you have to serve an apprenticeship before you can hang your license in pennsylvania so he did and i can remember us selling small farm auctions and little liquidations and stuff like that and household estates and whatever it took to keep going you know and keep subsidizing the money coming in because at that time in the early 70s the steel mills was kind of closing down in pittsburgh so that's why we picked up with that and then in mid-70s we moved out here to arizona and carried on the legacy here so what was i mean what was the move was it weather was it family what it was it was it was a combination of everything matt it was um my grandparents moved out here because of health reasons Mm -hmm. uh my mom was getting arthritis so dad mom decided well let's move out west because it's such a dry climate um and we have an opportunity to grow and, and do things out here. So that's why we um, packed up in the 70s and moved to Arizona. So it started in Pennsylvania, yes, super sir. small. Oh, yeah. A lot of yeah. farm. A lot of farms. Type, uh, you know, Auctions. sales and, and things like that. So really, essentially, it's kind of went full circle for you. You went from, like, starting in the kind of agriculture industry, moving to Phoenix, you know, doing more of these kinds of sales that we'll talk about now. And, and then now kind of getting back integrated into the livestock into yeah. the the pbr world yeah and, and and my dad was always really into the bull riding and loved it as a kid growing really? up and um and then he was you know active in high school and stuff with bull riding him and his buddies and stuff like that and then i can remember as older that was that was his ritual other than the football that was pbr or before it was even pbr he was watching bull riding on tv and he just loved it yeah sleep and drink it yeah um i i i just had a thought and i've got to say this before i forget it you are single-handedly the reason that i want to own a fedora um i and, and i actually told megan this here a week or so ago i said yeah he did you know freaking john's the only reason i want to i want to buy a fedora because you got one in fort worth and rocked the hell out of it and i want one now i, and want, I told I want, him she said no you're not gonna look like he does in it so she, just she said i'm not gonna it. look like you let in, him have it hat, so <laughs> So no, yeah, I guess I can't. I can't get a little short brim hat. No. Yeah, no. I, I was um I was never much wear a cowboy hat or you know a fedora or anything like that. But um, that was kind of cool. It was kind of neat. It was it was it was really interesting. Uh, I'm serious. Like you you rocked the hell out of it and you put it on. I was like, uh. and I don't know why. The other day I was in the hat store and I was like thinking about how cool that looked and i was like i don't know i just feel like the fedora sunglasses cigar i feel like i'm part of the mob or something cool like i just want to i just right. want to go sit on a beach and smoke a cigar right you know, yeah but, yeah that's that's um that's the vibe that's that's very true you know and that, that i was never much for the big rim cowboy hat or stuff you'd see me 99.9 percent of the time with just a ball cap on yeah. you know yeah uh, uh, me too um you know as a kid it was it was either a cowboy hat or a ball cap one or the other sure. you know um and now 
it's it's still the same, still the same. But there's part of me that really wants to rock a fedora, and it's your fault. I just had to tell you that. No, I was no, that's, about it. that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah. Dad starts this whole thing as a kid. Did you think, you know, hey, I want to be a part of this, or did you have other aspirations? Where were you? Where was your mind? Well, my whole thing growing up as a kid is, you know, we was um, as a farmer and any farmer or anybody like that in the livestock industry. You know, that's that's twenty four seven. 365 you know so i really didn't look out too far for that but as um dad started me out as a little entrepreneur because like i was talking to you the other day about it we would go to an auction and he'd have an auction and i was out there selling soda pop or bottles well it didn't have bottle water then it just had soda pop you know and um that's what i did i'd make a nickel or 10 cents a can and at the end of the day if i had 10 15 dollars i thought i was rich you know and that's what started that and my dad was always um brokering hay uh he raised mules and dealt a lot with the amish back there and stuff so he was always wheeling and dealing and stuff and i just kind of took that in and let it absorb in and of course you know going in high school i was real um involved with the ffa mm-hmm. and and stuff like that so that got me really you know a lot of grassroots yeah. business things you know learning what it was about and then uh finished high school and then went to work for another outfit and just worked part-time for dad and then in the early 80s he wanted me to come on full-time and i said sure so how, how old went, were you when you started slinging sodas six or seven six or seven so there you are yeah little six or seven year old soda slinging <laughs> a little toe head there sound yeah <laughs> just, i hope just, there's pictures somewhere yeah no kidding you know i'll have to dig through the archives um it's been kind of hard for me my, when my family passed away my my mom and dad you know they've got boxes upon boxes in fact i showed you some brochures of of auction brochures from 63 and 76 and um there is just pictures everywhere that i'd have to go through and just start building up albums and yeah. doing different things and you know because it's history it's, yep. it's, yeah. it's something that's not no more you know right. it's, okay it's Speak, the past speaking of history um you and i were talking yesterday when we were kind of floating through the offices here your last name very unique and, and there's a reason why yeah it's um it's cadzo um it gets murdered all the time i was just you know, about to say <laughs> how, you know it's cadzow cacao you know it, it, it's it's a very unique name and it's a cadzo and it's a scottish name and um it's very popular in uh, edinburgh and scotland there's you know the castle and the bridge the um the park and the town and it's it's pretty it's pretty uh, popular over there in one area um, but um, not too much in the states. There's only a handful of the Cadzo name in the states. If you hear it somewhere, are you like, are we related? I've never, you know, to be honest with you, the whole time in my life here, I've never heard or run across another another person was really? last name oh, really? Cadzo. Hmm. Really? Yes. It's, well, it's, we're it's, gonna start searching. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> my little private investigator over here, she's gonna start digging around on social mm-hmm. media yeah. trying to find family. Like, do you do you know like when your family came over? Do you have an idea? Um, on that Ellis Island, um, brochure and pamphlet and stuff we were looking at too, that was, um, I think the latest part of that was probably in the 19th, right at the turn of the century. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1903, five, right in there. So there's been a handful of generations here mm-hmm. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it makes me wonder, like, what were they doing when they, when they first got to the U.S.? Were they, um, were they... So a lot of my family heritage worked in the coal mines. Really? Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of people did. Yes. Yeah. In, in, in Pennsylvania there when they landed and, and came, you know, the Pennsylvania, they were either um, um, 
coal miners or else uh, something of the spirits. <laughs> making spirits. <laughs> I, you know what? It's weird. I think a lot of my family still does that. Yeah. I don't know that they right. talk about it much, but right. I, right. I think I've got some kinfolk that still. <laughs> picking the right word there that's not going to crucify ourselves, you know, but just a good spirit. You it's know? it's yeah. weird how that works. Yeah. Like some things never change in life. No, no, no. Uh-uh. No. Uh, I, I just, I, I think it's incredible that. Um, because I don't know. I, did you ever go to college? No, sir. You got a business degree that started at six years old. Correct. Yeah, I learned from that school of hard knocks. And, and I think that that's what a lot of people miss. Even look, I tried to go to college. I, I tried really hard to tell myself I needed to pay attention, and, and it just wasn't for me. You know, it was the wrong time, the wrong place, the wrong age, and the wrong maturity level for me. Sure, sure. And I, and I, you know, honestly, I. When I was younger, I always wanted to be an architect. I thought that was really kind of neat. I always thought I wanted to be an architect, and um, so I, I started and I went enrolled in school to be an architect, but that didn't go very far. Wait a minute, now, now I don't know that that's true because I feel like I've witnessed some architectural mastery here on the grounds with them big boxes down at the other end of the lot. Yeah, we stack up them shipping containers pretty high and pretty abstract, you know. <laughs> I mean, I got to assume you got to have a pretty big crane to come in and move those things. No, we've got a 40,000-pound lift here. On oh, well, site. that'll help. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll help because those things can't be light. I mean, they, no, they the just... 40-footers weigh around 10,000 pounds. Oh, that's easy. I, yeah, I so bench-pressed that this morning. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, I think it's incredible. You almost have like your own little building block area out here with these things. Yes, sir, and I um, I, I I use them for storage and for dry goods and stuff like that or right. something like that, and right. uh, secured um, things that we got to sell. Sometimes we never know from some of our agencies, our consignment people, what we're going to get from them, and it's got to be kind of secured and out of sight too until it's ready to be okay. sold. Let's talk about that because here on the grounds you have trucks, you have cars, you have equipment, uh, equipment heavy machinery, you have uh, you have everything. Like you literally. Drove us around the lot yesterday, and there is so much here. I mean, you kind of, kind of buy and sell every, anything, everything. Pretty much. Um, I um, I don't particularly say I'm master in one thing. I try to be very well diversed in everything, mm-hmm. um, because we're not all equal. We, we we all have a need or a wants for some particular item whether it be $500 item or a $500,000 item, yeah. I want to be able to fill that void or fill that need for that, whatever the customer wants or whatever they need. And the same thing that goes for the consignment. Um, I want to be able to complete one-stop shop to be able to complete liquidation or disposal for all their gear, their equipment, or whatever they have. Right. Um, that being said, I, I want to say this to you and publicly that in no way, shape, or form ever is it okay for Megan to purchase a Ferrari SUV off your lot or through your online auction. Oh, none of that is is acceptable. Okay, I just want you to know that right now. Okay, but I, I'm I'm sorry, Matt. But if she has the money and can afford it and pay for it, I'm, hey, me, pro- and, I'm me and sorry. Shelly got this figured out. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Problem, okay? problem is, is she has all of my money, and, and so I know what yeah. I should have. I haven't seen. I have not seen cash in over a year, other than the cash that she she'll give me twenty bucks at a time. Like it, it, we're married before we got married. 
That's exactly how I live my life now. Yeah. Is, is she gets everything, and it's the best, right? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> See, back that. to what we were talking about. <laughs> you guys do you 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 fulfill a need for so many different groups of people. Sure, sure. I'm you know, and I don't carry to any ethnic group or any anybody. Everybody's created equal here. Everybody is. Um, welcome here i i you know i i don't care who you are um i treat you just equal as everybody and and there's no inferior or nobody any better than one another and um i take pride in that you know because i came from nothing i know what it was like to not have nothing or to be able to you know get by with nothing or something like that so i cherish whoever comes here as a customer you know whether it be a hundred dollar customer or a million dollar customer you're treated equally in the same and there's no inferior here isn't it weird that you know a lot of people run their businesses the way that we grew up learning how to treat other people it's like you know you you have respect for other people most definitely wake up every day expecting to work your ass off sure and wanting to work your ass off to be successful most definitely and that that's that's why i think it should be there should be no entitlement it it's weird. I mean, it right. sounds pretty. It sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I just want to work. Right? I just want to be able to make a living, and I want to be able to to basically kind of um, assess my own situation sure. and make the most of it. Yeah, and if I don't work hard and don't have much money, that's nobody's fault but myself. That's right. And I I don't I don't deserve the same thing that everybody else has. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but if like, I want more, I'm going to work more. That's right. Like I don't deserve. What's behind me over my right shoulder in that painting? Tell me about <laughs> that guy. Uh, that was um, that was a lifelong dream that I had. That um, had relatives probably going back two generations that used to race on the board track on the old uh, motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and I had a great uncle. Would be a well second great uncle used to race back there on the board tracks, and um, always said someday I will have one of those motorcycles where it be a Harley or Indian. And I think they raced Harleys at that time with my relatives. And if there was any time I was able to get one of those motorcycles, I think I'm going to chase my dream and get one. And then three, four, it was probably about four or five years ago, I took Shelly's oldest son with me and we went to Vegas to the Mecham auction. And uh, we went up there and I seen that Indian, that 1911 Indian. And I said, I got to have that. Yeah. That's cool. So we bought it at the auction and ended up bringing it home. And it's 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 like a trophy in the garage in the shop out there that that's setting yeah. up on a platform and a table. And it's, but it's a reminder of a goal you had. To me, it's a reminder of a goal. And, it, and it's so metaphoric that, you know what? I set a goal. I worked hard till I achieved that goal. And it's a constant reminder of like, you know what? I I did what I set out to do. Sure. And I can continue to do that. Now I've got other goals. I, I, I think that in terms of being successful or building a business, sometimes people overlook those goals. I think that's a fundamental uh, process in, in any type of success. It, it, it is, Matt, and it, it's it's all in baby steps. Mm-hmm. The people that make the biggest steps make the biggest mistakes, I think, in businesses. Um, just being consistent and uh, moving forward and make your baby steps and moving forward, uh, you'll get there. Yeah, You just got to have a strong will and a mindset, um, and, and you can accomplish a lot of things. I mean, it, it's amazing. I, I think that when you set those goals, if you're taking one baby step a day in the right direction, then you're eventually going to get there. 
Yeah, and and we've all have hurdles, and you just can't let that beat you down. You just uh, be strong willed and um, say, "Hey, you know what? I hit a little bump in the road here. Let's yeah. let's let's look ahead here, and then make two steps forward tomorrow or next week or next month, and and get where we want to be in life or what we want to achieve." Well, okay. Case in point: about a year ago, you had to completely call an audible and change the entire way you ran your business because it, uh, up until about a year ago. Everything was done here on site, correct? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, it was um, business as usual all the time since when I was six years old. This is the only business and the only type of business and style of business I knew other than being hosted online along with live bidding. But as in March of last year was my last live auction that I have here at Western Sales Management. And um, they said they shut the state down and no more gatherings of 50 more um so the whole thing come to a screeching halt and i sat here in the office for a little better part of three months restructuring my business and you know and building a, a platform and in june we went 100 percent virtual and online and it it's been it's been good it, it, we haven't looked back and we're gonna still polish and shine and keep going. Well, and know? I think it opens the doors up even more to what you were talking about a minute ago about, you know, you're you're open to anybody. You've always your gates have always been open here yes, sir. to anybody that wanted to come through and take a look around or see what they might be interested in. But now you're open up to an entire world just through the little computer or the cell phone. Right. Yeah, the the computer like you say or any tablet or cell phone now we're we're um, selling equipment to all over the world. I mean, Dubai, United Emirates, and Africa, and it, it, it's amazing where stuff goes. You, did, you ever looked on there and just went, "Really? Like, like where's some of the places that you just could not believe?" Yeah, there, there, there was some um, in the last couple of months. There's been a lot of platforms and a lot of stuff going to Portugal. Really, uh, they've been really big, and there has been a couple other ones I can't think of right off the top of my head that that's that's uh, amazing. They're they're buying from my business or our business mm-hmm. here that um, is going to another country, whole another you know halfway yeah. around the world. Right. You know? In a small amount of time, you go from the whole world shutting down. You thinking that's it? Like, what am I going to do? To now you're selling to people across the world. Yes. Yes. What a crazy turn. Uh, it, it, it is, Megan, and that's, um, you know, I didn't think I was going to see the 50-year anniversary of Western Sales Management. You know, yeah. you, you go, wow, you know. But no, you, you've been in, in this business so long, and you've put so much time and effort in this business, so you got to carry it on. You, you, you know, let's let's think about this and really. Right. You give yourself a second to handle the shock, and then you're like, okay, this isn't it, so let's figure out what we got to do to keep going. Right, right. But well, so many people just quit. So many people just said, you know what? Okay, it's it's too tough to try to to move forward. I'm just going to fold and and s- step out of the game. Right, and then, and that's the easy way. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's and, right, and, and, and that's it's a shame that society is. Um, I feel is going in that direction more so year and year now. As you know, the, the society is just easy, too easy come, easy go, or just easy. Okay, we'll just quit or do something else. You know, but. But I love your story because it starts as a family business. It grows into, you know, something that I don't know. Did you ever think it would become what it is today? Uh, Matt, I honestly did not. Right. I really did not. I um, I wasn't really sure I wanted to do this even growing up as a kid. You know, I always thought, you know, I'd like to do something else or maybe different. But 
I see the opportunities there to buy and sell equipment and broker mm-hmm. equipment and, and make extra money and um, create, create a business out of that, you know? So you take this small family-rooted business, you build it into, you know, a, a big business, a, a successful company, and the world comes crashing down, shuts it down. You can no longer function the way you functioned for the entire uh, history of this organization. Correct. But instead of just giving up and throwing in the towel and saying, I'll be damned, it's over. We had a good run. You adapt and find a way to overcome and realize now, I- I'm assuming, that there's even more opportunities than what you thought you had. Most definitely. Um, I never I never dreamed it would go this far this quick on a turnaround, you know, as going from a live public auction to having um, three auction rings going at the same time or four. There was not too long ago I was doing four auction rings at a time and then having 12, 1,500 people here at a day and selling anywhere from 1,800 to 2,500 mm-hmm. lots of, of equipment or vehicles and product um, to nothing. Yeah. Now we got to do it all online and expose it all online. You know, we're, there's a lot more work up front for us, but we're still exposing ourselves to the world. And I was so grateful to have people uh, in this day and age with technology. If I think if we went back as far as maybe even just 20 years ago, mm-hmm. it would be a lot different totally because, different. you know, obviously we've got the internet and we've got so much, you know, emails and you know fax machines and stuff like that which is a thing of the past almost anymore is a fax machine yeah. you know um but it's just there's so many people right now like kids that have no idea what a fax machine even is isn't that crazy yeah. and i remember hearing you know hearing it kind of dialing in and knowing that it's going to take a few minutes and then there's going to be a paper come through this little printer looking thing <laughs> yeah now everything everything's right here on we our carried phones. It in our pocket. Yeah. We got a computer with us in our back pocket or side pocket all the time. Yeah. Hey, uh, just realize how old I sound. <laughs> you know, you, you, you think about it. To, to us, fax machine really isn't that dated. No, it was it probably what, uh, early 80s, late 70s? I remember seeing when I worked with a, I worked at Goodyear Aerospace right out of high school, in fact. And I remember going into the engineering office because I was sending some paperwork to the proving grounds in Yuma. And um, the guy said, okay, hang on a second. He put this piece of paper in that machine. And I said, well, what are you doing with that? He goes, well, that's going over to Yuma to the proving grounds. That's a fax machine. I said, so they'll be able to see that or read that over there in Yuma? Mm. He goes, yes, sir. Uh, I'll never forget the like <laughs> crazy remembering when the internet first started kind of popping up and you'd see the little bubbles on the screen and you'd hear the dial tone and you'd start ringing in and you'd think oh man I'm g- I might be able to talk to somebody right you know, in a whole nother state you know just through my computer it's phenomenal uh, it, it was incredible You've got mail. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) I I feel bad for the kids that won't fully appreciate the Internet they have in their pocket right now. You spoiled little bastards. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yep. But it's amazing how far we have come as a society and and especially when it comes to technology. But technology has opened the door of opportunities and and you've got so many more opportunities now. But but like you did, you've got to look for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not always going to be handed to you or given to you. There's sometimes that you got to search to whatever um, you got to look for to host your platform or work with your platform. Yeah. You know? I, I know we, we all keep looking at our watches right now because I know you got to get to the airport in a little bit. To no, pick you're up. fine. Who, who you got to pick up? Well, I got to pick up Mr. Chad Berger. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait. So how did y'all meet real exactly. quick? You know, that that was kind of ironic that it was... um. Shelly and I was actually, I think we were in even in Nashville. 
um, quite a few years back, and a good friend of mine, Terry Dickerson from Dixon uh, Machinery Auctioneers out of Texas there, uh, good friends, and um, he introduced me to Chad, and he goes, hey, this guy here is stand-up individual. John, you won't find another guy that's you know honest as word, as good as gold and everything else. So Terry introduced me to Chad, and just Chad and I just hit it off. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is, but uh, Chad and I just hit it off, and then Chad took it really liking to Shelly and really liked Shelly, and then um, – Next thing you know, then. Oh, oh, oh. No <laughs> surprise. Of course he <laughs> no did. <laughs> yeah, I, I am blessed. You know, I, 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 I look in the mirror and every day and say, you know, how did I end up with such, you know, a, hey, beautiful, man, a beautiful wife? Same. You know, I do it every day. We're, yeah, we're, we're blessed, you know, and, um, and it was kind of uh, funny that, you know, Chad even, it was a, s- a small little joke between amongst of us now, you know, because Chad will say, well, Shelly was my friend first before she, <laughs> she met Sarah. Now Sarah's, you know, her and Sarah, you know, really close and stuff. So, yeah, it's, and, and, you know, and we've met so many good people and down to earth people in, the, in on the PBR and the rodeo world that um, it's very humbling, you know. Well, and I want to circle back to, um, you, you, you talk about it being kind of like a little chance meeting that you and Chad bumped into each other. I don't, I don't think that's the case at all. I, I truly believe that good people gravitate towards other good people. And, and I think the world of Chad, and I hope you understand like how much love and respect we have for you and your family. Oh, I, Cause you guys are, are thank you. incredibly good thank people. You. Yeah. And, and you know, and Shelly and I are just, um, so fortunate to be in the position we are and and we love the PBR and, and love to have the opportunity to um, have bulls with Chad and have some bulls and we had some bulls with Cord and um, McCoys and um, and the Western Sports Foundation and stuff we're big supporters of that and we love that you know and wherever we can help out and do we love it you know and just like Shelly loves the, the fashion show that you guys have and put on and, it, and and it's nice we really enjoy it and like i say we've met so many good people and nice people i'm glad you brought that up because that's something i want to talk about like there's a lot of people that will buy bulls or that will partner on this or that um mm-hmm. for the recognition mm-hmm. and, and completely understandable it's a marketing tool these days and things like that but what i love about you guys is that's not what you're invested in you're invested in the people but you guys show up at those uh, those fundraising opportunities, like the Western Sports Foundation, like you know our cornhole tournament, the the auction that Peyton has, things like that that aren't covered by any of our cameras. There's no articles being written. There's no uh, video being taken. They're quiet, subdued opportunities for us to give back. And I've got to compliment you guys because you always show up and you don't do it to get a pat on the back. You don't do it for people to see. You do it out of the goodness of your heart. Yes, sir. And then, you know, like Shelly and I take great pride in that because it's going to a good cause and we know what it's going to and for. So I, I, we don't have a problem with ponying up and anting up and um, right. donating, you know, good things or, or buying good things that, that, that goes to a good cause. What is it about PBR that keeps you guys connected? What? Um, I would say probably foremost is the people. The clientele of the people it's um the camaraderie and um the red white and blue same same i always i i get the question every week what what's your favorite part of the job or what do you love most about what you get to do for a living and it always is without question the people i i am very fortunate that 
we are surrounded by some incredibly good humans. Most definitely, yeah. When the, the world spends so much time focusing on the negative and the bad, we are very blessed. There's some really good people in our world. There really is. And, it, I mean, at, at all scales. Yeah. You know, from movie stars down to just your average Joe. Yeah. Joe the plumber. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. It's, 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 and that's what I like about it. And uh, when you get everybody together, not anyone is any better than anyone else. Yeah. We're, it, all it an equal, we're all on an equal field. It doesn't matter who else is in the room. Right. doesn't matter who else is in the room because right. we're all on the same team. Yeah. And being on the same team, we need to talk about financial dealings together and spending money needs to be, you know, talked about as a team. Remember that next right? time you go to the Hulk Hogan store. Okay, that, that's different. That's different. <laughs> We're talking about online auctions. Uh-huh. We're talking about different things now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anybody can anybody can get onto the website and log on and become a buyer. Yes, yes. I just um, just something going on to my website at wsmauctioneers.com and then just prompt it over to ProxyBit and you sign up through ProxyBit. It's a very, very easy sign up. And the other thing they're going to ask for is a credit card just for verification of who you are. Yeah. We're not going to hammer anybody's credit card or burn anybody's credit card until you're successful. Which, by the way, happened to me last week. I started spending, where was it? I started Dubai. spending money at a fast food restaurant in Dubai. Really? Yeah. The bank calls. And How was like, that food? I, I, it hurt a little bit. I'll be honest with you. It, it hurt. It hurt my guts a little bit. The, the nausea that came with seeing how much money was right. being spent somewhere right. I've never even considered going. <laughs> never even heard of the restaurant. Thought, Holy crap! Right. I got a call. I got a phone call in the middle of church service last week. And it said, "Hey, uh, is this you spending money in Dubai?" <laughs> nope. I'm in Oklahoma. It's like 30 minutes ago, I was in Texas. Yeah. I don't think I'm in Dubai. Yeah, I like, don't cancel think I it. it. Yeah. 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 It, it, but it's crazy. And and so I, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it's not like you're, and you're not going to flood somebody with emails and say, you're just giving people opportunity. Right. I love it. Exactly. Second Saturday of every month, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. And we're going to continue to do the online second Saturday of every month. Throw in a couple extra little online sales as well. Yeah, just a couple of the online only, but the the online and virtual sale will always be the second Saturday of every month. And that's usually the bigger, uh, the rolling stock and the vehicles and stuff like that. And then all the small palletized uh, building material, structural steel and stuff like that. It'll be always just an online basis only. And that'll be in between the second Saturday of every month. Okay. Now that we got business out of the way, let's talk real business. Because she she brought up a good point on the way over here this morning. How did you and the lovely missus meet? Where did you where did Shelly find you? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it was it just kind of happened. Yeah. It was God's yeah, plan. It was just, um, <laughs> I lied about how we met for I, I didn't lie. Let me rephrase that. He lied. I just refused to tell anybody how we met for the longest time. Sure. So uh, I, but but it's always something that there's some curiosity out there. Oh no, most definitely and then just um uh, Shelly and I have known each other for quite a while and a long time. Um but you know, she was obviously married once before, and I was married once before. And, and, and you know, we, as we grow older and grow through time, things change and everything changes. And I um, separated and 
I was a bachelor for 12 or 13 years and um the good old days I'm yeah kidding. I'm kidding. no it was it was it was kind of a bittersweet for me but yet when my parents and my dad started getting really sick I needed somebody to talk to and mm-hmm. vent with and you know just to hang my arm around with and hold a hand with and and just you know console with and um Shelly was there you know and I was very fortunate to have a beautiful wife and a beautiful lady at the time to um to talk with and you know and, and enjoy time with and and i cherish her i mean i i, I can't tell her enough how much i love her and, mm-hmm. and, and and love being with her and her two boys have been um a blessing i mean gunner worked with me here for probably three four years um and he, it, the auction industry wasn't just his niche it wasn't you know he liked he was interested and intrigued with it but now he's a machinist for empire machinery you know and he's moved on to you know be an awesome individual and the same thing with gage has um been with me here for now for five six seven years and um he took on this and 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 really liked it and took a liking to it and i'm glad like i said i've been really blessed with two stepsons that i couldn't ask for better stepsons from from a beautiful wife i go back to what you said you know times that sometimes get difficult and you feel like you need some something there to help you through them and, and it never fails that god provides those things and it's amazing to me how god works in this incredibly perfect timing when we don't think it's ever going to work in that in the way that we want it to and it's very true you know it is very true um i um i didn't ever see myself you know going any further and stuff and like you say it's like an answering yeah that you ask for that someday that you know deep down inside in your heart and your soul you ask for somebody to be with me and take care of me and and, and you know and enjoy the same things that I do and stuff and and it, it just so happened that you know I think that was in like 2009 eight nine something like that that Shelly I you know was able to I'm gonna edit that out and that way that there's never any question whether or not you know exactly I'm just kidding um but 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 and I think one of the other things that that really draws us to you guys as far as and I don't even know how to say this other than like we look up to you guys and and I really respect you guys because of the way you live your life, because you're good to other people. And next to that, you guys have fun. Like you really put off this aura of you enjoy life everywhere you're at no matter who's around like you're enjoying what you're doing we we really do matt and um i i, I greatly appreciate you guys you know it's kind of humbling to me that you guys looked up to us but i just feel as like we're just the average joes we're just the same as everybody else and right. and, and enjoying life and enjoying people around us and our surroundings and um yeah no shelly and i um we really try to enjoy everything that we've got and and you know we never know what tomorrow will bring so i've um kind of lived that motto to i will live today to its fullest and see what tomorrow brings okay so uh, a lot of people are going to see pictures a lot of people are going to see you guys at events and they're going to see this big tall you know kind of tough looking guy and, and this little petite beautiful blonde that are just living it up and having uh, you know so much fun but i also have learned in the last little bit that you're a pretty um pretty big fan of art i could we say that uh, looking around at some of these paintings that you have mm-hmm. and i know that they all have a a, a reason mm-hmm. but 
I, I'm amazed at some of the things you have around your offices. Yeah, and it's you know the motorcycles has always been a, a, a passion of mine forever for a long time, and um, probably I want to say back 25 years ago or so, I run across Eric Herman, which is an artist who does a lot of paintings of motorcycles, and he just. Um, it just it just hit me and it was like he doesn't do a whole motorcycle he just does pieces of mm-hmm. it and stuff and it's very unique and very classy and very nice and there's always something hidden in the background of his art and his paintings uh shadows or something that's a meaning or distance thing and that's why i've always liked it. and i always thought you know i'm gonna start collecting some of his paintings and stuff and i really like them they're really nice and i was able to get some motorcycles like you say the indian and some other motorcycles and um I just I just love that you know yeah. this, this is kind of some different things. Well, okay. Uh, advice for people in business. What would you What would you tell somebody, a young entrepreneur? What uh What do you think is is some of the fundamental keys to being successful? Um, I would say probably consistency uh, is key. Um, don't lose your roots and mm-hmm. um, don't get too far ahead of yourself or out of your means um and i've been really blessed to not have to go and borrow a lot of money mm-hmm. i've if i've had an extra 10 bucks i'd go and buy nine dollars or eight dollars worth of stuff and i keep going and i make twelve dollars and then i go and buy ten dollars you know and it keeps going on like the soda pop deal when i was selling it when i was a kid you know but there's times when you have to it you can't pass up if you see an opportunity you know your product and your gear and what you're getting if you got a package of you know two three hundred thousand dollars worth of product you know right then and there that you can got at least a minimum of 20 percent margin there to make uh, you might have to go to a short-term note and buy that and pay it back right away. You know, don't go buy your plane, trains, and automobiles off of that profit you made on that deal because you'll sink. I think that's great because we see so many young athletes that'll make a chunk of money and they'll go out and they'll buy cars or trucks or spend it on, you know, now jewelry and, and, and just dumb shit. Oh, sure. Um, sure. Instead of reinvest, like like our gym at home doesn't make a penny because when it does show a profit, it goes right back into the business. It, right. it continues to circulate through that business to continue to try to grow it and build it long term. And that's what we've done here at Western too is, you know, reinvest in the money and the profits we've made in years to keep growing the business, mm-hmm. you know. It never I, stops. You got to keep working. It is. And it, it's an everyday job. I mean, you got to work at it and think about it every day to, to better yourself and to better the business. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give as a human? Just the random Joe out there uh, listening. Just any advice to throw out there? Well, I you, you stump me. <laughs> I, that's um, that's really hard, and I would say probably be as conservative. Yeah. Um, I I lose track of that sometime myself because I grew up with nothing, mm-hmm. uh, didn't have nothing, but it's just like as far as I got a soft heart for automobiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shelly will tell you that and be the first one to tell you that, that mm-hmm. you know I got a lot of vehicles and a lot of cars and stuff, but that's something that um, is not out of our wheelhouse, but yet we're not putting ourselves in financial danger. Right. I feel like you do it smart. Whatever you end up buying, you know, if you had to, you could sell it and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some, um, 
I get that from time to time. There's some inventory at home that <laughs> the rotates out. That <laughs> she reminds me of this all the time, and what she's getting at is the fact that I have a pretty decent Hulk Hogan collection at home of some old action figures that she reminds me all the time. Well, we could just sell those. No, no, we can't. We could sell your truck or something else. Right. We'll find a way to get by. Right. We'll find right. a way to get by. Yes. I, but but I love it because I feel like you're like we are in the sense that you know what? No matter what happens, we're gonna find a way to survive. Almost oh, definitely. Sure. I sure. can I could quickly be a minimalist if needed be if I needed to. I don't forget where I came from. That's right. That's right. I, and and the big reason I wanted to sit down and have this conversation is because you guys are just such good human beings. Like you're so genuine. Um, I'm not going to cry because I'm not an emotional guy, but, (laughs) and especially yesterday talking about the history of this and, and seeing how endeared you are to your family and where this all started, man. Um, I've just got to, I've got to pat you on the back and just say how incredibly proud I am to call you a friend. Um, likewise, incredibly proud. We are to be part of the the WSM family. I, I guess we can say that, right? Most okay. definitely. Yeah, right. you've been. All you, right, you guys All been right. repping WSM for quite some time, well, and I greatly appreciate it. Shelly, I greatly appreciate that. You're going to kick us much. out of the office for some guy named Chad Burger. I don't know it's what. It's fine. It, know, but we whatever. get it. Whatever. I get it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, you don't want to be late to go pick up Mister no. Burger. Oh, no, because yeah. no. I. I no. think it'd be kind of ugly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to drop this. What? Whenever you hear this right now, log on to Instagram. I know you're a big Instagrammer, right, John? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. yeah. Are, are you? Yeah. I, do you even know how to get onto Instagram? Notice, thank God, it has saved my password and everything okay, else. Because same, <laughs> same, but on Instagram, it's WSM underscore auctioneers with an S. The website's on there. You can keep track of everything that happens here at WSM Auctioneers. Uh, John, thanks, man. I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank no you idea. guys, and we love you guys to death, and it's a great opportunity and uh, pleasure to talk to you folks today. Anything else you want to uh, you want to leave with the people? No, just be humbled and uh, see you at PBR. I love Ooh, it. I, I like love, that. I love humble people. Don't forget, every day is an opportunity to be better. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. You guys.